Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman Movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, wealthy women, and welcome back to the show. Today's topic is one that is really close to my heart right now because it's really critical for a phase that Brett and I are in as we're learning some really big lessons in some decisions that we've made and some spaces where we're really like finding success and where we're finding challenge with our finances and the financial situation with real estate. This topic is all about creating money principles. And so, you know, principles are really, really critical, whatever word you want to use in order to navigate life with success in order to live out our values in order to be able to live them out more effectively we create principles in all different areas of our lives in order to function at our best and have the lives we want so you have you know certain principles around how you're going to parent, which then results in the type of relationship that you have with your children, the type of way that you feel as a parent, the way your kids operate in society. You have principles around cooking, what you cook, how you cook, and that then results in maybe how the types of food you eat, how you feel, how quickly you cook how tasty it is that you cook, all those types of things. And so inside of our lives, we've created all these sorts of values, principles, rules that help us navigate life more effectively to get to the vision and the success and the life that we want, right? And so If you don't know Ray Dalio, he's a big guy on principles. He wrote a book on it. Brent's a huge fan. It's a book that he goes and visits often. And Ray says that principles are ways of successfully dealing with reality to get what you want out of life. He kind of explains how principles are a way of creating leverage because you're able to more quickly navigate through situations. Like your brain doesn't actually have to think through and figure out certain things because you sort of already have a conscious or subconscious principle around it. He says principles themselves are a form of leverage. They're a way to compound your understanding of situations that you don't need to exert the same effort each time you encounter a problem. So I believe that many times we create principles out of 
a mistake. We find ourselves like, oops, this didn't turn out great. In the future, I'm never going to do that again. I'm always going to do this. The truth is that we cannot navigate life without failure. We cannot navigate to that next level without some sort of comfortability around stepping into the mess. And Brent actually, inside of his notes app, he has a whole app dedicated to principles. And as he goes through life, he writes down different principles, sort of just lessons he's going to live by moving forward. Funny story here, and then we'll get into some of my money principles and why they're so important. But Brett and I were, it was back in the day when we were renovating our old home and we had a ton of trash and we would throw the trash in the garage and then we'd have to load up the trash, put it into the U-Haul and then take it to like the place where they weigh your trash and dump it. And we threw my dad's like paint sprayer, paint sprayer, that's the word, (laughs) Uh, into a black trash bag and it ended up in all of the trash which then meant it ended up in the dumpster. And Bert remembers the day, the time, the moment he kind of threw a bag and he was like, that was really light for trash. And then he realized what it was when my dad was like, hey, yo, can I get that sprayer back? And Brent's like, ew, we don't have it. So Brent created a principle. He literally wrote it in his notes app. Never store things in black trash bags. We had to replace my dad's $300 paint sprayer and we learned a lesson. And that's like a very minor moment, right? That we have insignificant, smaller failures or lessons or desires. Maybe sometimes it's not our own experience, but we see it in other people's lives. And we decide like, hey, we're going to choose to show up in this situation in this way. So that's kind of like a small little story there. but you know, we never store things in black trash bags anymore. And we've never had a mishap again like that. So I want to zoom into this idea of having money principles. And I will say that I really can see in Brett and I's lives, when we stick to the principles that we have, we have greater success. We're living in deeper alignment. And we have just greater fulfillment. Like we have a better quality of life, less stress, more joy, you know, those types of things that we desire as humans. And so when we don't live by our principles, it causes pain. It causes larger mistakes. It leads us out of our sort of path of success. And so Throughout the years, Brett and I have kind of created some different money principles that have really helped us. And like I said, we don't live it out perfectly. There have been moments where we're like, we're out of alignment. And we know that because we kind of have the principle in place. And so we're able to correct more quickly and get back on track. So I really want to challenge you as you're kind of listening to some of the principles that I've put in place. Think about your own life. And maybe some ways that you deal with money, deal with business, deal with your partner with money. And what are some key things that you could put into place that would help you have more success, more joy, more ease, and it would help you to have to exert less effort and 
live a little bit more of a carefree life when it comes to your money. So one principle that Brett and I had is that we don't have money conversations at night. You know, sometimes this feels like the most free time that we have with having kids and, you know, going every which way during the day. And then it's family time and the kids are down to bed. And then it's like, oh, it's like 830. Let's have this budget conversation or let's have this whatever. And the problem is we're zapped of energy. We're not at our best. Our fuses are shorter and money can be a challenging topic like we all know. And so it's not the most logical time to speak about money. It's not the most loving time to speak about money. We're just really kind of depleted at that point. And also the evenings need to be about other things like having a glass of wine by the fire and talking about something else that gives us life, you know? And so what happens is because we have that principle, when we start to get into like, oh, well, let's talk about that. We are like, wait, nope find another time to do this because we sort of have that check in place. And then there are times where we don't live out that principle and it's not great. You know, it leads to stress as we're going to bed, which is, I mean, cortisol in our bloodstreams. We need to be helping our bodies create melatonin so we can have good sleep. So if we want to go even in a biological, physiological way, that's not very helpful for sleep and for our bodies. And it's not helpful for our relationship and all those things. So that's been something that when we stick to our principle there, when we live up to that and find other times to do budget talks, money talks, that's been really, really helpful. Another money principle that Brett and I have lived by is having a savings account that we've named no touchy, which means that we don't touch that money. This is some form of what other people might call emergency fund or long-term savings, that kind of thing. And when we stick to not touching that account, you know, we're living by our principles. We're feeling like we are disciplined. We have that sort of cushion that we have determined is necessary for our level of lifestyle, our level of leverage inside of the companies that we run. And when we choose to move things around and do a little woogie foogie, as Brent says, which I found out is not really a word, but hopefully you get it based on my context, it can cause strain. Like it's just not helpful. You know, we used to have a principle that if there was a certain dollar amount that we were going to spend, that we have a conversation with one another. And what does that principle help us do? It helps us have accountability. It helps us have communication to build trust with each other. All these important things that really helps our relationship, helps us be on the same page. So as you can see, like all these principles are tied to our values and they're tied to the vision that we want to live. And inside of our real estate business, like we have certain principles and I truly believe that a large amount of our success has been because we have been principled. And I mean, we actually have a tool inside of our company that we run properties through and we put the prop, we put it in and it kind of does calculations and we put in the scope of work and it will literally turn red, green, or yellow. And if it's a red, it's not a buy. We don't buy the house. If it's green, we're likely to buy the house. And if it's yellow, we need to have a conversation. 
And another way that we've sort of helped ourselves to stay principled is expanding the accountability of our principles beyond just myself or Brent, but into our team, into our systems, into software, like I'm describing with this tool that we're utilizing, right? It's helping us to stay principled. Brent and I say we would rather pass on 100 houses that are kind of good than find ourselves in a situation where we've bought a house that we're going to really, really lose badly. And so I feel like that's been something like we're willing to say, nope, we're not going to try to like fudge the numbers here. We're not going to like hope and pray that the appreciation is actually going to be up higher and we're going to get a higher purchase price on the other side. You know, that is just something that's been really helpful for us to be able to like stay disciplined. And sometimes it's difficult because we feel like we, you know, we need to buy houses. That's how we pay payroll and that's how we put money back in our pockets and things like that. But that's been huge for us. We have certain criteria too within our rentals. We only buy in certain neighborhoods. We want to make sure we only have a certain amount of money left into the homes We have a very clear target rent rate that we want to meet because that attracts a certain tenant. Our our rent rates are typically, I guess, much higher than the average in Indianapolis. So we're targeting certain neighborhoods, certain types of tenants. And not only does this help set us up for financial success, but it helps us to create a brand. It helps us to create recognition inside of our communities. Like, hey, if it's a mud and marble property, it's going to be like this. If it's, you know, this type of rental, you can expect this. And so you know that you create different values and different principles inside of your business so that people can recognize that. So it's helpful from a business standpoint, from a personal success standpoint. And when we haven't followed these principles in real estate, when we're, you know, making big risks and big plays, it it can be very big losses and mistakes. And I'm not going to lie to you. That is why I think this topic and this idea has been really top of mind for me because we chose to do something that was a little rogue and we it was something we were doing sort of on the side. We weren't putting a lot of attention or focus into that. It wasn't the main component of our real estate. And we broke our principles and we purchased properties that we would typically not purchase. We did this, uh, we were in a 50-50 partnership with somebody else. And so we sort of let his criteria of how he buys in sort of like the pressure of having to continue to feed the machine that we were building. And so we needed to buy. And to be honest, not trying to like deflect responsibility here. I was not really a massive part of this. This was more my husband and his business partner and some of the stuff they were doing. And it has caused extreme marital stress as we have had to sort of face the music around that this past month. And, you know, we're looking at a very significant financial loss. And I've had to go a little introspective here because you know that all of us have these moments of like having imposter syndrome and do I even belong here? And here I am a money coach and this is happening inside of my reality, even though I wasn't the one who made that happen, uh, you know, it still feels like at some level, like I have connection to that. And so I've had to like really do some self-coaching around like, okay, what lesson can I learn from this? What lesson can Brett and I learn from this? How can I still show up with transparency and leadership in the space while also kind of 
internally having to face some of the music and some of the challenge. And it certainly helped us come back to our principles, come back to what we know. And to realize also that you can make mistakes. You can make bigger mistakes than you even realize are possible. And you can like come out of them and be successful. Do you know what I mean? Like in the past, you know, losing five or 10K on something that I was experimenting with or something I was trying or Facebook ads or whatever, it was devastating for me. And we're not talking about 10 or 15K loss here. We're talking about a much bigger number. And so I am choosing to say the situation is that, but I'm somebody, I'm a person with the belief and the character and the work ethic and the smarts and the strategy and the vision that I can come back and be better from this. And I'm not going to let it cripple me, my message, the work that I do with you all, because I just, I'm allowing it to be something that's just going to be a part of my journey that formulates me. And I just, I just want to be honest about that, you know, and this is the case, like no matter where you are in life, if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you have a desire for financial freedom. You're some level of entrepreneur who is going for it and you are going to come against challenges and you're going to come against failure and how you choose to face those is really important. And remembering that the principles, if we live by them, we can navigate around a lot of these potential mistakes and failures. And so I'm human. I make mistakes. I've had to, this past month, I found myself in some dark places. I've had to really do some good self-coaching. And I just want to be real about that. And it's reminded me of, of principles and why they're so important and why they have led to so much success for us and why I want to preach this to others. So I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you, that it stirred up some thoughts for you. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you download the Wealthy Woman Checklist. This is going to be a list that's going to help you live out this principled life. It's pointing out specifics inside of your business finance your personal financials, and your mindset around money that's really going to help you live into having really clear values and principles in your financial world. That's even been used to facilitate conversations with partners. And so make sure to download that. We have that in the links and send me a DM if this conversation has inspired something in you, if it's resonated with you at all. I'd love to just talk with you in the DM. Sometimes it's weird to just be talking into a microphone and hoping that it's impacting somebody's life. So thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you on the gram. Cheers. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.aaronbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.aaronbridgman.com.